Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of our Talk is Cheap Giants podcast from NJ Advanced Media, the Star Ledger, NJ.com. Daryl Slater here, um, and we actually have a, a different co-host uh, this time. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but uh, obviously the Giants coming off Sunday's tie against Washington, 20-20, to weird game, weird ending. Uh, that sits uh, puts the Giants here at 7-4-1 with five games to play. Uh, next up, the 11 and one Eagles at MetLife Stadium, huge challenge for the Giants. And uh, but really, they said it's number six in the in the playoff pecking order, the second of three wild cards, just ahead of Seattle, which is seven and five. Washington in the eight spot at seven five and one. Washington now off this week. The Giants go there for Sunday night football in two weeks, so that game will loom large. Regardless of what happens Sunday against the Eagles, we'll see if the Giants can pull off the massive upset. Uh, so the Giants still in still in the playoff mix. Um, a lot to discuss here about the Giants' playoff hopes, about their offense, about Odell Beckham. Uh, but first, we'll welcome in uh, Steve Politi, our, our esteemed columnist, uh, because uh, the Giants have a rookie head coach, they have a rookie general manager, and now on the beat they have a rookie grandfather. Bob Brookover, his daughter, uh, <laughs> gave birth to a baby girl Sunday morning, so he was not at the game. He's going to be spending some time with his family this week, so... Steve joins us. What's going on, man? Thanks, Daryl. Appreciate it. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, probably better than Brian Dable right now. Yeah, that that goes without saying. Yeah, I'm thinking about this. 25 years covering uh, sports in this area. I don't think I've ever covered a tie. That was the first time I've ever seen that happen in an NFL game, and I hope it's the last time. It's really unsatisfying for everyone involved. That was my takeaway. Yeah, and you had to you had to do our at the gun at the end post. And you didn't look like you were enjoying that. No, it was it was not, especially when it changes and they blow the lead. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't think uh, you know. I'm, I'm sure there's no good ties in the NFL, but for the Giants having a touchdown lead that late in the game, having a fourth down deep in uh, Washington territory, giving up that touchdown so quickly, I think that that one had to feel uh, more like a loss than anything else. For sure, and that was sort of the tone in the locker room afterwards. I mean, this Giants team is now uh, – it was a missed opportunity for sure to get to get an important win. Uh, they're 1-3-1 and one since their 6-1 and one start, like, you know, historic 6-1 and one start, best start for a first-year Giants head coach in 93 years. And now 1-3-1, and one, and they're, you know, facing a tough challenge Sunday. But I, I think we can dissect so many reasons why the Giants, quote-unquote, lost slash tied that game on Sunday – uh, but their offense, well, we'll get, we'll get to the fourth and three in a minute, but just their big picture offense, uh, 
geez, I mean, the second half, what happened? They just they just fell off a cliff offensively. Yeah, I, I mean, I I just wonder how much of it is they they're they're becoming the team that we thought they would be. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and, and uh, it, Saquon Barkley still has had a brilliant year, but you know, there's just really not anything any weapons in this passing game. You know, Darius Slayton, if if he gets hurt, <laughs> and the and, you know this team is basically a wishbone offense at this. I know that's an exaggeration, but there's really just nothing nothing to speak of uh, playmaker wise. And Slayton is a 50-50 proposition sometimes with, with some of the passes. He made one great reception, a 55-yard catch uh, early in the game. That was really the only uh, big play the Giants had. And then in the second half, you know, he had that one drop that was that was huge. Uh, you could tell that uh, they didn't have a lot of confidence in the Giants passing game. And then there was that weird sequence at the end of the, in the fourth quarter when they went long a couple of times, only took 19 seconds off the clock. It was, it just, I just thought they were out of sync in the second half of that game. They got away yeah. from what they were doing well. Uh, and this is a team that can't afford that. You know, this is, they don't have a lot of margin for error offensively. Oh, no doubt. I mean, super thin margin for error. I mean, if you look at this, this is a team that coming into this year, if you, we can rewind to – really almost like exactly three months ago before the season started, they were supposed to have their outside receivers are going to be Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony, and then Wandale Robinson in the slot. And then Sterling Shepard helping out, you know, as the number three slash four, he could play outsider in the slot. Obviously Robinson done for the year, Shepard done for the year. Tony traded to the chiefs, Kenny Galladay, yeah. a non-factor. And he was sick on Sunday anyway. And he's been passed over by Isaiah Hodgins of all people. Yeah, so the, it's amazing. the Giants are rolling with, this is crazy. I mean, they're rolling with Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, and Richie James. Right. You, can, yeah. you can make the argument they had the weakest receiver core in the league when when they were healthy. You can make that argument. And now when you look at it, it is just it is just sort of remarkable what, uh, what Daniel Jones has had to work with. Give him credit. I mean, he was 13 of 14. He didn't throw his first incomplete pass other than a spike until uh, the final two minutes of the game. I mean, he, he did with what he had. He was pretty accurate. He had the one fumble that was, you know, again, that's a problem he's had in the past, but it certainly has not been a, a bad issue with turnovers this year but yeah i mean there's just no there's just no playmakers there's nobody on this offense i mean your stat is amazing they have got 40 straight games without scoring 30 points i mean think about that this modern nfl is just insane it's truly insane i mean and and they will need to uh, joe shane obviously needs to figure out this wide receiver situation going in they may they may have like all new receivers except for wandale robinson uh going into next year and who knows when he's going to be healthy coming off the torn acl and yeah 40 straight games without scoring 30 points they did it last did it in week five of 2020 a loss to the cowboys the giants are actually 17 22 and one in those games and then uh, if you go back even further they've done they've hit 30 just one time in 46 games wow um, Wow. They did it. They did it back to back games end of 2019. And so in those 46, they're 17, 28 and one, which I think sure. is a better encapsulation of like how hard it is to win when you, when you don't. Well, of course. Score. Yeah, of course. And Every- uh, yeah, I mean, so it makes sense. I think when you hear Brian Dable say yesterday is, you know, he's asked, is he considering demoting Mike Kafka? And, you know, his answer was no. But if you read between the lines, it's. Mike Kafka is not the biggest problem here, guys. <laughs> right. Yes. I, uh, and I think you could see some of the frustration. You know, it, it, Brian Dable's been good with the media for the most part. I get the sense that he, you know, he, he was dying to grab the microphone after that game and say, look, yeah, of course I didn't have confidence in my offense in overtime. Have you been watching my offense? I mean, there was a moment like I would have liked that. You can't handle the truth. He could have gotten Colonel Jessup on us there for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's what happened in this game. You know, this is a guy who was uber aggressive in week one, 
going for the two-point conversion against Tennessee. And I think he he sized it up in overtime. He's got a fourth and three from the Washington 45, yep. looked at the options and said, look, you know, if we try to go for this, we're going to lose this game. You know, I think that's what that's what he thought. And uh, reality has ter- turned him from an aggressive coach to, in that situation, a conservative coach. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned they're fourth and three, Washington 45, and with 142 left in overtime. And they line right. up and we're thinking – okay, maybe they're going to go for it. It turns out they they just take a delay game to move it back, and they punt it down to the Washington 10, and it, it winds up being a a, a game that, uh, you know, preserves their half win, their tie, because they, or, or, a, or a decision, I should say, because they do pin Washington deep, and that was – Washington had no chance after that. But, um, you know, do, do you think – you kind of – you wrote about it after, you know, coming out of the game – it's a reflection of his obvious lack of confidence in, in the offense. But what does it say about, you know, Daniel Jones? I mean, if you have a quarterback who you really trust, regardless of your supporting cast, and you're in Washington territory in that situation, do you think, you know, don't you think you should take that shot? Or how do you feel? Yeah, I, absolutely. And and that yeah. that's what I wrote. And a lot of fans say, well, it's not that he doesn't trust Jones. He doesn't trust his line. He doesn't trust his receivers. And I get that. I totally understand that. But yeah, if you have Josh Allen, do you care who your line your line is? Do you care who the receivers are? I mean, I, I guess that's a, that's a, that's an extreme example. But certainly, you know, I mean, look around the league. There are probably 10 quarterbacks uh, in the league where that wouldn't, that they certainly would have, would have gone for that in that situation. Um yeah, I mean, you play to win. You don't play to tie. And I think that the really the, the you know your best chance if you want to win the game, your best chance was fourth and three at the forty five. And I understand if you don't get it, that you really risk. You put your team in a position to lose. But if you punt it, then you, you know they were lucky to get the ball back. And I, I guess it worked out the way he wanted it to. They got the ball back with about thirty seconds left. They they you know they drove into Washington territory for a fifty eight yard field goal that that missed. But um, yeah, I mean, their best shot at winning that game was right there. And I think that was a pretty clear message from Brian Dable about how he felt about his quarterback. And honestly, though, like you alluded to it, I feel like Daniel Jones has earned the benefit of the doubt, right? I mean, he's played reasonably steadily this year. He's played really played pretty well in that game. So, you know, if you don't trust him in that spot, considering how he was playing in the game and considering he's been pretty competent this year, then then are you ever going to trust this guy? That's what I kind of wonder. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Yeah, and uh, and it's just funny what we're, we've gotten this far into this year. Like this was the this was the evaluation year on Daniel Jones, where you were going to look at this and say, okay, is he our franchise quarterback? Are we going to put the franchise tag on him? Are we to give him the big money? Yeah, I'm not sure that we think we've gotten this far in without having the answer. And it's just pretty, I mean, it's, it's certainly very interesting to me. Um, and part of that is certainly not his fault. It's the players around him. Um, you know, we still haven't seen you know, him with, with really uh, effective cast of, of weapons and we're not going to. <laughs> so it, it just, it just makes it interesting how this team is going to evaluate him going forward. But yeah, I mean, I would have loved to just for that, for that reason alone, forget the outcome of the game, forget everything else. I would have just loved to see when he would have done, would have done there uh, just to see if that, if that is part of, okay, when you go into the off season, you're thinking about what Daniel Jones is, what kind of player he is. Well, I mean, that would have been nice to have that piece of information. What does he do in that situation? For sure. And, um, you know, I think he, the thing you just articulated there, you wrote a column about it even before the season. Hey, yes, this is an evaluation year for Daniel Jones, but he, he's not going to have a perfect supporting cast around him. I mean, that they're going to have to evaluate him with a flawed group around him in terms of protection and playmakers. And it's even become more of an extreme than what we all thought, like, you know, in terms of, you know, the attrition that they've endured. So uh, it was so bad for, I mean, yes, that was a chance for them to win the game, but they certainly had chances in the second half. I mean, 
they, they score a touchdown on their first drive of the half. They're getting the ball off a fumble. But then this is what they netted yard-wise on their next four drives. Nine, minus five, minus two, and then zero. Oh, um, yeah. And the yeah. minus two drive being the John Feliciano taunting, and then Washington goes and marches 90 yards right after that drive. I mean, the, the right. defense had to be gassed, of course. Yep. Um, yep. And that was a bad break, that penalty. And I, I yeah. certainly don't think it was – it's, yeah, but Dable's his answer was you, you can't even allow them to to think that you're doing it. So, but still, that was that was a bad call. Shouldn't have been shouldn't have been flagged for that. He was he was clearly you know celebrating with with his teammate. But I mean that yeah, just that's what happens in the NFL these days. You can't you can't put yourself in that position. So the Giants kind of are where they are offensively, and they have five games left here to try to get this thing sorted out and to try to make the playoffs. And you think probably if they win two more games, that would put them at effectively nine and a half wins. And I think that that should be enough. I mean, they, they can beat the Colts, I would think. But if you look at how, how the defenses that they're going to play coming up um, in terms of PFF ratings, uh, the Eagles, by the way, the Giants are 25th in offense and 29th in defensive PFF. So the fact that they're even in this position is pretty remarkable. It's remarkable, yeah. Um, yeah. But the Eagles at this point uh, are uh, third in PFF in terms of uh, defense, uh, and then they're second in offense. They're a ridiculously good team. So the Giants have to play the Eagles twice in the final five. But in terms of the other defenses they have to play, Commanders are 13th, and you saw it. The Giants almost won a low-scoring game there against the Commanders. The Vikings are six, and the Colts, even though they're not that good, are eleventh in defense. So there's some, wow. yeah. there's some tests coming up for this Giants offense in terms of the defenses they're going to play. And um, so as this group tries to figure out some solutions, how do you weigh? And they've already made their pitch to Odell Beckham, but how do you weigh um, Odell Beckham in all this? Yeah, I mean, I I think that you don't, and and I, I go back to this. Like, I I think I think about what he was when he was with the Rams. He was half the he was half the player he was when he was with the Giants earlier. Still, a, still a very serviceable, good, a, a top level wide receiver. He would be the Giants' best wide receiver when he walked on the field. But he, but that, but that player now is is coming off another ACL tear. I just don't know. Yeah, I do it. Me, I just don't know how you can expect anything from him this season. So he, and Beckham is looking for more than one year. So if if you're Joe Shane, you've got to look at this. All right, well what is where am I in building this team? You know, I'm not I'm not a I'm not in a situation where I plug in a, you know, a, a guy who's a number 2 number 3 receiver right now and as an extra target for for the quarterback to win a championship. He is he is several, we've just talked about it. He is several pieces away from getting to that point. Um and I wouldn't want to tie up the money that he's going to want in, into the contract. You know, there's the added side of just just the bringing that level of attention. And even though he's not he's not the circus that he was early in his career when he's younger, he's matured. I get all that too, but he just commands. He just sucks so much life out of everything else. You know that I'm not sure where the Giants are right now, what they're building, and, and the, the kind of the kind of culture they're creating there under Brian Dable that you would want that. I, I just don't think that – I don't think it works for the Giants. I don't think it works for Odell. I mean, he's, he's a he's a win-now player. He's you know Is he really going to come here and want all the pressure that's going to be put on him to, to be a number one receiver? He's not a number one receiver. So, yeah, I, I, I would just hard pass on Odell. Those are great points all, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure that Joe Shane, in terms of like when you say hard pass, it's like probably hard pass on what Odell wants and what the Cowboys are going to be able to pay because they have more roster wiggle room than the Giants. So I'm sure Joe Shane would say, oh, yeah, if you want to come here for the minimum for the rest of the year, we'll take you. But I mean, Of course, the, sure. Really but he doesn't want that, though. Yeah, that's no the doubt. problem. I mean, the other point Bob brought it up last week is, you know, 
Odell last year and last season had Cooper Cup to play off of. You know, he was not the number one receiver. So all the, a lot of the production that he was able to put together in the playoffs, you know, perhaps Ben, you know, resulted from the fact that he had a, a really good receiver uh, opposite him and the Giants just don't have that this year. And Joe Shane, as you said, they have holes all over the place, not just on offense. I mean, they have to figure out a lot of their issues, especially in the secondary at their cornerback opposite of Dory Jackson, or is Dory Jackson back next year? All these things that Joe Shane has to sort out with, yes, he does have more cap room next year, but he, some of that could go to Daniel Jones and or Saquon Barkley. So there's all these moving pieces for Joe Shane, whereas, you know, look, Jerry Jones, by the way, you talked about, you know, getting older, Odell will be 31 in next November. So you see receivers, he's 30 now, you see receivers decline, at that point, Jerry Jones, is he in the pushes chips in the middle of the table? Yes, of course he is. The man's 80 years old. <laughs> like, and the team's pretty good. I mean, yeah, it's another it's reason. Just go win another Super Bowl before, you know, he heads off to eternity. <laughs> 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 yes, eternity with a bag of, with a bag of Fritos, right? <laughs> exactly. This is great. Little, little inside story on Jerry Jones. We're leaving the press box after the Dallas game here. The man right. is walking. He's he, he's walking out of it. It's late too. It's late at night. He's got a a little glass of brown liquor. I'm sure the brown liquor costs more than I make in a week. But anyway, with 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 a couple ice cubes and a bag of Fritos, and I see Jerry Jones, and I just look at him, you know, get, kind of nod his safe travels home, and and he looks and goes, just enjoying me a bag of Fritos. That just stuck with me. Anyway, completely aside from what we were talking about, but that was last any year, chance. Right? That, that was this year, after the game this year. Just enjoying me a bag of Fritos. So, that was it. I forgot. That was the Thanksgiving game? No, up here. It was up here at the MetLife Press Box. Oh, okay. 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 Yes, 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 yes. That was uh, – so, you know, that that was, you know, the Giants swept by the, the Cowboys ultimately. And uh, I don't know, maybe Jerry – they win the Super Bowl. He's going to have a truckload of Fritos. <laughs> and as many Fritos as the man wants. Absolutely. They're going all – I mean, they, it makes sense why they would go all in and push for Odell Beckham. and. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think it just doesn't make sense for the Giants. We'll see. Odell Beckham's supposed to make his decision middle of this week. So even, you know, he's not going to play this week for, for you know, regardless of where he signs. So what are you going to get out of him the rest of the year? And it's not, as we said, just about this year. It's about next year, too. So um, I just don't see a situation where you know, it's a kind of a long shot, too, that he'd be able to help the Cowboys this year coming off his, that injury and the timing of it. I mean, they don't. It's not. Like, I, I watched that game against the Colts. It's not like they need another. I mean, they've got they've right. got they're loaded a receiver. I don't know. I don't get it. They've got guys beyond. I mean, they've got guys. It's just. I don't know. This that doesn't make any sense. But certainly, you're, they're a win now team. You would. It makes more sense than the Giants to me. For sure. And 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 in terms of winning now, they are the Cowboys are in you know a great position with nine wins and they have the the tiebreaker over the Giants. But you know the Giants having half a win there kind of throws a tiebreaker thing out the window. The Giants do lose the tiebreaker to Seattle, to the Lions, but again, those teams don't have a tie. The Washington game is massive coming up. Yeah, that's the entire weeks. season, I think. I mean, that's this team yeah, this team should beat the Colts. I mean, watching that uh, Jeff Saturday, that, that's that's really – if you can't beat the Colts the way they're uh, – the way they look, the way they, they've kind of punted on the year, then you don't belong in the playoffs. So I'm going to give them the win there. And then you look at the other four. I mean, two against the Eagles at Minneapolis. That's a tough place to play, as the Jets found out last week. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it comes down to that game at Washington that that they they've proven that they're even with that team. If they can beat the Commanders, well, then yeah, I think nine I think nine gets you in, especially with the tie. So that 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 to me is uh, the entire season at this point. 
Yeah, I think I think so too. I mean that that's the reason why the NFL put that game on Sunday night on the 18th of December. And um, you know, you I probably would have thought nine, perhaps nine and eight gets you in anyway. But but the way to look at it, if you're just like looking at the standings, is as high as half a win when you're calculating the winning percentage, and that's obviously how they determine is winning percentage, right? So uh, so nine and a half, I think, definitely gets you in. And so where does that? where does that other win come from? And I think the Washington game is, is the game to look at here. I mean, I, I guess you could assume you probably can assume the win over the Colts, like you said. So uh, it's been a, it's been an expectations defying giant season, but perhaps they've regressed to the mean a little bit here, but they gave themselves quite a bit of wiggle room with a six and one start. And uh, you know, one, three and one certainly doesn't spell disaster. Like say, you know, one and four would have if they lost that game to the commanders and man, that would have been an absolutely brutal loss. But um, just in terms of this Eagles game, we can get to our pick at the end, but obviously, you know, let's not over overlook it. I mean, it's an important game. The giants are going to try to win it uh, before we get to our, our specific picks. Like how do we size up their chances here in this game against a team that just looks like freaking unreal? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. And, and, I just keep on thinking that they're gonna that okay. Well, the Eagles have to have you know have to have a bad week, and I guess they lost to the Commanders four weeks ago. But overall, just watching them, I mean, against a good Tennessee team, playoff bound probably Tennessee team, thirty five ten. I mean, you know, they they're they're just impressive, and the amount of points they're scoring. I mean, Jalen Hurts looks like yeah, get you know he probably won't win. He should be a candidate for for the MVP. I mean. I, yeah, I, it's, it's just a, it's just a tough, it's just a tough matchup to see. And again, when you look at it, when you look at the Giants, right, they have not scored 30 points in, you know, many, 40 games, as we mentioned. All right. How do you, how do you beat the Eagles then? You've got to find a way to stop. You've got to find a way to stop them. And, and so far this year, uh, very few teams have been able to do that. I, for all of the, um, you know, praise Wink Martindale's gotten and yeah, he's working with some limited pieces, uh, and the red zone defense has been very good. The Giants has they, on a play in play out basis. This has not been a very good Giants defense. And now they're going to play a buzzsaw offense with a quarterback who's got 23 or 20 touchdowns and three picks and a 108.3 quarterback rating this year. Uh, and you look at the last, you know, I mean, goodness gracious. You could go back to like their, their Dallas game in week six. I mean, this kid has just lit it up. I mean, you go down the quarterback ratings even, 104, 140, 128, 94, 107, 96, 130. I mean, he's playing out of his mind, and he's got a couple of ridiculous receivers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Um, A.J. Brown just completely sliced and diced his whole team on Sunday, 119 right. and two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be a huge challenge for the Giants. I, I don't – I don't know. I don't see any way that, that they do. I mean, Howie Roseman's done a remarkable job of putting this team together. He has. Yeah. And it would it would make a difference for the Giants, I think, if or maybe Xavier McKinney will be back this week. And certainly having him uh in the secondary would have made a difference the way the Giants pressured the commanders if they had him at safety, maybe it'll make a difference. It would, it would be great if a Dory Jackson were healthy and you could you could count on having him in the secondary to to, to defend AJ Brown, some of those weapons they have. Um but yeah, it's just again you keep on forgetting that as, as banged up as many injuries as the Giants have had offensively. Well, they lose; they've probably lost two of their what four most important defensive players. You know, um, sure. it, it, 
and and now and now Leo Williams. I mean, what we're we're you know, it's just interesting. It's just an interesting situation where you know you just they they're now they've got Wink Martindale's got to make up for for you know again a, and a team that doesn't have a lot of depth. So yeah, this is this is this is a tough time for this matchup. Absolutely, I don't think Adoree Jackson comes back this week. Um, you know, he's got a sprained MCL. Um, so I, I'm trying to how many games he's missed, but it, it, I would probably think maybe one more for him um, yeah. just because of the time. I mean, again, they put him on punt return. Like, what a silly decision. Um, he's only missed two games. He got hurt on November 20th against against the Lions. So I'm thinking probably one more game for Adore Jackson, uh, which we've seen like mixed results from these guys that the Giants are trotting out there as their right. new number two corner. Nick McLeod, Rodarius Williams. Not ideal. Um, but Xavier McKinney, he can come back this week, technically off the non-football injury list. I talked to him after the game, and um, we wrote a little something on it for the next morning. And he expressed some, I think, cautious optimism. The, just reading between the lines and reading what he said, I don't I don't know if it's going to be this week. Because he was yeah. saying after the game, like, oh, yeah, I could put a club cast on my hand and play with that. And then Brian Dable was asked about that yesterday and said, is the club a possibility for him? And he said, no, not at this time which I thought was odd, which to me means he's not going to play this week because yeah, yeah. Xavier McKinney said, when I come back to play, I will not be 100%. I said, okay, well, that means you're going to have to wear something on your hand. And then the coach comes out the next day and says that that's not happening. To me, that means he's not coming back this week. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's another bad sign. Yeah, And I wonder how much of that is. Well, he's not for a if he's not completely ready, don't rush him back for the Eagles when, as we've spoken before, you know, the commanders game later on these games against Minnesota might be more uh, might be more winnable. Um, but yeah, again, just a depleted team facing a good offense. Not that's not a good uh not a good situation, and especially with the way I mean, we're, we're, we're we haven't even mentioned it yet, but that, just forget the how good Jalen Hurts has been passing the ball. He's got six hundred nine rushing yards, you know, four point six average, nine touchdowns on the ground. So that's another facet of this game that you know that the, that the Giants have to defend. It's been an MVP level season, you know, regardless of whether he wins it or not. Um, you know, if he's in the conversation and they win, win the Super Bowl or make the Super Bowl, I don't think I don't think Eagles fans care whether he wins the MVP. But um, he's certainly deserving of being in the conversation. There's no doubt about that. So uh, I don't think. Did we miss anything before we get to picks? Anything that you want to mention before we get to our picks here? I think we've covered it pretty well. Yeah, you know, it's, it's still – it's it, if you would have signed this, I come back to this a lot. Like someone said that I was too negative in my column after the game, and they're probably – they make a good point. I mean, you would have signed – you would have signed for 7-4-1 at this point. You know, I mean, there's not – even with the seven of, I get it, you know, the good, the, the, the good start, you certainly, you would think that the team had a, a chance to be 10 win, 11 wins, but this, they're going to finally, I mean, this team lost 10 double digit games the last five years. I mean, they're going to break that you know streak there, no matter what happens, even if they lose out. Um, so yeah, it, it, you still have to keep it in perspective that what they're doing is ahead of schedule, overachieving, Lots of positive signs just for, uh, you know, the culture in general and for what, for what Brian Dable has done on the sidelines. He did not have a good game against Washington. And, you know, that's the NFL. Uh, but, yeah, I think in the big picture, if you're looking at that, uh, the Giants are still in a much better place than we thought they'd be. For sure. But I think the way the trajectory of the season sort of changed expectations and changed the standard. Like he changed the standard so quickly, you know, with a six and one start, then fans are with all these Windstar fans who've endured not only five straight playoff list seasons, but five straight 
seasons where they're the worst team in the NFL. Disastrous the seasons, yeah. 17 to 21, 2017, 2021, the worst team in the NFL. And so then it becomes like, okay, let's go get the, let's go, if it's there, let's go get this playoff berth. And um, yeah. so it would, I think it would be different if they had had like kind of an average start and then they won a few games and then the narrative becomes like that, a young team developing. But that's kind of gone out the window. I mean, now the roster hasn't changed and the attrition stuff hasn't changed. And if anything, it's gotten worse. So, um, I guess you could make that argument like, you know, they're like, they're in good position, you know, they're fortunate to be here. Um, but that's not how they're looking at it within their building. You know, they want to go, go get this playoff berth. And they, like we said, they have a reasonable chance. If you, if you give them that Colts win, um, then it all comes down to the commanders game. But first the Eagles on Sunday, I don't think the giants win this game. I think they'll lose it. I uh, just filed my pick actually earlier out. I'll say Eagles 38 giants, 20, the Eagles are just so much stronger on both sides of the ball. What did you think? So uh, before I make this, it's a six and a half. Lot, Eagles are favored by six and a half points. So Vegas thinks this is much closer than you're thinking it's going to be. Wow, I didn't realize it was that close. Yes, right. I was surprised by that too. Um, and I always, every time I see a line that I'm like, all right, well, wait, I thought that was going to be ten, and it's only six and a half. I, I, my first instinct is to think, well, this is going to be a closer game than I think it was going to be. Um, and yeah, even with six and a half, I think it's going to be a touchdown game. I mean, I, so, you know, let's say uh, Eagles 27, Giants 20, so they'll still cover, but uh, maybe a, a closer game than you think. You know, and I get, go back to their resiliency. I, 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 I think that playing on the road, I mean, it's a, it, it is a, it, it is a different task. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I think the Giants will, uh, will be at their best in front of the home crowd, but it still won't be enough. Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, it, 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 you know, like at all levels of football, you you can X and O all you want, and it comes down basically to the Jimmies and the Joes, and then there there is not the, <laughs> there's just a, such a wide talent gap, and this is where the Giants are trying to get to. They're trying to get to where the Eagles are in terms of talent acquisition and a complete roster, and uh, that's not something Joe Chain can tackle next off season. And obviously, you know, the bigger question hovering over that is like, do the Giants have their quarterback and the, these next five games, regardless of whether the Giants make the playoffs, uh, will go a long way toward uh, toward answering that. And we'll see. So we'll see what happens Sunday. Um, Bob will be back with us Sunday covering the game. You'll be there, obviously, too. Uh, Absolutely. It'll be a, a really interesting game, and we appreciate everybody joining us. Have a great week, and we will be back here with you guys next week. Take care.